0: This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Most Valuable Sports Podcast. Brandon Worth with you alongside my partner Joe Nagy, and what is certainly not called. March gladness for a reason. It's March
1: Madness, baby. We're yes, back. We're very much back, and we're having a good time. We unfortunately couldn't get the episode out yesterday. Had a little bit of complications and stuff like that due to us not being able to get into audition at all. So there was that. But yeah. we had a great time plus, plus spring break and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, shout There's out a whole bunch to
0: Jordan for at Ferris first state IT services for helping us out cuz we had we had some major we had some major problems yesterday but they got fixed and everything was working out really well and we're grateful cuz those people definitely helped make our show possible and also who makes our show possible anchor.fm great place to start your That's podcast true. our favorite true. podcast distributor and we certainly love their work you want to start a podcast today that is the one stop shop To start it up, so there you go. On to the fair state sports report, we go. And Joe, both basketball teams gave it a real valiant effort, but just came up short in regional
1: rounds. Hate to see it. We played pretty well against uh, Finley uh, for the men's side, at least on the opening round. Lost our one eighty-seven to eighty-one. That game was pretty solid. I mean, we played, uh, you know, really, really well all around. Uh, You know, the guys were able to kind of get the scoring to go around a little bit. I mean, Walt had excuse me Walt had you know 22 Lee with 22 and then Logan and Jimmy also with 11 so it was good to see Jimmy getting a lot more points near the end and it was Pretty much spread out throughout the whole, throughout the whole starting six, basically. Uh, throughout, but it was just, uh, and then Finley kind of was the same thing. But we were just able to etch them out a little bit. We played really well, and I thought that was kind of going to carry over into the Hillsdale game, especially seeing that you know we played, uh, we lost. I think what was it we lost to Finley earlier in the year, and able to come back and win like win against them now, and then when we go into Hillsdale, and, you know, lose by that much, it just really sucks that we had that bad game right then.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest story with this team. Has just been the the slump coming at the wrong time. That's really, I feel like, what it is. I mm-hmm. mean, this is a much better team than we've seen. And I mean, they played great against Finley. It was definitely a nail biter. Uh, I think if there was one thing that you could say, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's all there's all sorts of elements to uh, how different games are different from one another. But I mean, just looking at the box score for those that weren't able to watch the game, uh, I know I can attest to this that just it was hard going from going. Really starting out hot from three um, later on in the second half and being able to make that surge and just not having any of those shots falling at Hillsdale. I mean, we were 4 of 24 from three. That's a rough mark, but they kept fighting. They kept scrapping, and I mean, really, the whole way until about halfway through the second half, and then Hillsdale got a big run going, and we just we just couldn't recover from that. But, I mean, it was unfortunate we ended up losing in the semi-rounds to a good Hillsdale team, uh, and that's not going to define this team. It, it, it shouldn't define this team. This men's team was amazing to watch, and I hope that all the seniors and all the players are listening because it, it didn't end like we wanted to. I know it didn't end for them like they wanted to, not even close. But it was still a fantastic season. It was still a ring season. I mean, conference champs, you're still going to be fitted for that Johnson's ring, you know. So it's still a successful year. Obviously not as successful as we would have liked. But this team, with the fans back for the first year, brought back Bulldog Electric. basketball to the
1: fullest. Electric. It was awesome. I mean, especially with a 22-9 record. Like It's weird to say like that was just kind of like a, off, it seemed like an off year, kind of. Even though we were able to get a twenty-plus win season, because like we re- really gave away like probably four games, and we're looking at a twenty-five-plus win season, which you know is crazy to see how much we've been able to you know improve and change over these past few years with Bronkman as the head coach, and just able to just get that much better. But you know it was just that late season kind of slump that we had that we were we're doing really solid thirteen and zero, and then we just went on a four out of five or four out of six game losing streak, and then that's just kind of what really kind of I think slowed us down for this tournament we were able to turn around a little bit especially with Finley or especially getting the win against Finley but I think you know when you just had those late season slumps it's kind of tough and you know a lot of those teams that had those slumps in the middle of the year what you know, are suited better for. But regardless, I mean, you look at it, we got a lot of good things to look forward to. We got some solid players coming back. I mean, we're going to have a tough time replacing Walt. We're going to have a tough time replacing Logan and Dorian and Lee. But, you know, we got guys on the bench who are really stepping up this year who are showing a lot of promise. And, I mean, we got guys, too, that are redshirting this year that are going to be a force in the paint. I mean, you have, what's the seven two seven seven-foot brothers that we got, basically? That no, are, the about brothers. Yeah, the yeah. brothers who are going to be, Menaces when they are able to get on the floor. I mean, you got, you know, Jimmy, I think, is really going to blossom into a really a much better passer i mean that was his thing anyways but i think he's really going to be able to work on that you know uh court vision and kind of open that up a little bit and especially with next year opening up maybe we'll see ben get into the starting or starting five you know not be that six man anymore and reese hazelton was able to take over every once in a while so very excited for next year to happen it's going to be a while but i think with all this offseason work on we have a lot a lot to improve and that's one thing i'm really excited for
0: yeah absolutely i mean. Losing those guys, I mean, thank you to them. I mean, they made this year special. Those those four groups of seniors, I mean, while Logan and Dorian have obviously been together a while, and then Lee coming on the train and being a huge piece as well. Those guys brought a lot to the table. But there's a lot of good things to look forward to. I mean, you, the guys you just mentioned, I, I truly believe as well, Jimmy has really evolved into a much more uh, dynamic threat scoring as you saw later in the season, and that could be huge for us going forward. And don't forget, we still have Dang that's going to be coming back next Mm -hmm. year. And he was a starter last year, so he could be a viable asset to this team. And obviously we got a lot of good freshmen coming in. we got a couple of transfers coming in as well. So a lot to look forward to with this team. And I mean, really everything's trending upward. I mean, obviously it's a sour note and, but we'll get ready for next year, but still going to be a good season. But thank you to those that really made this program special. And we can't look, we look forward to seeing them and wink next year, but (laughs) also with the women's side coming up short and I really do believe I heard a lot of things over uh, the broadcast over on social media during this game. Everybody was rooting for us to be Ashland at their place in the quarters, just for how well we played, being able to beat Saginaw Wayne grand Valley to take the Gleak tournament. And then almost pulling off a major eight, one upset against Ashland coming down to the final seconds. And I mean, I, I mean, you can try to rewrite the final 10 seconds. I mean, we were up, they hit a big three, and I mean that's that was the biggest shot of I mean that that was just that was the biggest shot of the tournament really and I, unfortunately Ashland didn't end up winning it was our friends Grand Valley they ended up winning the the whole tournament but I hate to see it I mean that I mean that was just a a huge wait they wait they won national championship well they won the regional ah yeah so that they'll be redrawn and they'll play this week but yeah I mean it was just a, I mean we were up we had it. Heideman made a huge shot to take the lead. Six seconds left. Not a lot you can do there. That's the biggest shot of her career. But we fought them the entire game. I remember listening on to the radio and I mean, they, we were, we were really getting after it. I mean, we were making runs in the third and the third and fourth quarters. We were up, I believe we were up by, I think four at one point in the fourth quarter and everybody was kind of like, Whoa, The national fans started getting a little quiet in there. And for good reason, I mean, we were playing our best basketball right there, but I mean, anything you could ask for, for an eight seed, I mean, this team provided it and they really became a fan favorite for how well they played this year. And I hope that really, resonates with this women's team because they put on a fantastic show this year and they're i mean this is a 22 and 10 team this is this is a this is an eight seed team that's that's incredible i mean this just shows how the quality of teams that we have in division two and that were represented representing the Wind West regional last week
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, look at us in these past couple of games. Like you said, with who we had to face off in the Gleak tournament, Wayne State and Grand Valley were like the, the other two top teams in there, other than us. And I mean, we we're able to beat Grand Valley, who at the time was on a what eighteen game win streak. You know, number two in the nation, best defensive team in the country, and we put up um, you know almost sixty on them, which is you know something that they haven't seen so far yet this season. I think that's one thing to really go into their place and play that well, especially the third time we third time that you've played against them and the other two times you kind of fell short a little bit you know almost by double digits and then to be able to come in and really take control and be able to win that and then you know secure Gleak championship that was just awesome to see and then you know especially with Ashlyn what I'm loving to see is just the development that we're going to see even more I mean Mm -hmm. Mallory's going to get better Kane's going to get better better Chloe is just going to get insane down in the post and that's going to be one thing that's really going to basically propel us to even better next year because a lot of these uh, girls who are you know sophomores juniors you know when they get upperclassmen that's going to be ridiculous to see and i think we're going to see a team that's going to run the GLIAC next year for sure
0: yeah i mean adrian zoe and um samantha thank you so much for what you did to the program and really all our hearts go out to you you guys really played awesome throughout your years here and it was fun to watch you play. And I mean, I mean, Adrian was the the main focus, it seemed like down the, the stretch. And I mean, because she provided some key buckets and some key moments. But I mean, you're right, Joe. I mean, this this team has a lot to look forward to. And I mean, you're going to lose some some pivotal pieces. Nonetheless, I mean, with the three we just mentioned, of course, but you have the ability, it seems like now with Coach Westendorp that we're seeing these players develop at a rapid rate, and that's something like right now we're seeing this backcourt that is looking like they're they're straight up looking like experienced upperclassmen. I mean that they're, that's just how well they're playing, especially as of late. I mean, Caden hit some huge buckets, some Allery hit a big bucket to send us to the championship game the CLEAC tournament. So I, there was there was some key moments that they played, but I mean the senior leadership was. Nonetheless, absolutely phenomenal for us. And just because you don't necessarily see, um, I mean, really in the stat sheet um, for some of the seniors, I mean, they provided key roles, I mean, throughout the entirety of the season. And they had their moments where they stepped up and made this team better. And there's a lot to look forward to with this team as well. I know we just mentioned a lot of that with the men's side, but it really is true. I mean, 220 win programs together. At the same time in the tournament, at the same time, we had to send literally two media teams across the state of Ohio to cover both of these games, <laughs> and that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. That's championship culture that we've brought here, and just seeing every team embrace that, uh, especially in this winter season, and it, it was really fun to see. And I mean, this girls' team was fun to watch. I I regret nothing watching uh, some of their key games because I think people missed out on some really good games
1: yeah for sure that was one thing too especially uh you know rob and sandy came into our class yesterday we're kind of talking about that a little bit and that's just crazy to see how you know how spread thin we were but that's something that you love to see especially since we have you know such good athletics here and that's something that you really don't see at a lot of you know universities especially at the d2 level you know we're we're a program of excellence and that's one thing that you don't really see a lot you know we have a a great basketball program on both sides we have a great football program volleyball is dominant soccer is dominant all these teams and all these players who you know have been able to build the culture of winning and build the culture of success here is something that is super great especially when the new seasons come and the new seasons change which bring in different sports for us to watch like the level of play is always going to be there. Yeah, we might have bad games and we'll have good games, but the level of excellency and the level of you know wanting to get better and striving to get better, that's the one thing that as fans we love to see because we're never going to see that go down. As long as you watch Bulldog Athletics, that's going to be there today.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's championship culture, right? Rise with us. That's the motto of our athletic program, and I think it certainly represents the dogs well, but – really good seasons from both of the basketball teams really looking forward to seeing how they do next year because uh, I mean they were fun to watch this year I can't wait to see another another year of development for some of these teams and they they're can really shine next year looking forward to it but um, some other teams in action over the spring break session of uh, women's golf and men's golf were in North Carolina including the women's taking home a couple trophies with them nothing nothing to sleaze at you know of course but uh, really really good to see early on the success in the spring. I mean, first, really first tournament out really outside for us. I mean, it's been snowing here in Big Rapids for, it seems forever. I mean, we literally (laughs) had snow. We had 60 degrees and then it snowed the next day and we were pretty much like snowed in for four days. It, it, It was whatever. So just to see them succeed that much already in the first I mean, really the first action over spring breakout doors. Really good to see. And especially bringing home top medalist honors, especially with Elena Eldred um, shooting some of her best mark and Daniel Stosky as well, finishing second overall. Uh, and it's funny, actually, those two went into a playoff to see who would be first and second. So the dogs won one and two uh, on the girls' side. But, hey, Hardware, your first first tournament out?
1: Nothing you could say no about. Yeah, that's for sure. That's something you love to see. And to go back about how you said it, it's like snowing and stuff, it, like, got up to super hot. It's supposed to get up to 60 tomorrow, and, like, my whole driveway's mud. Yeah, And I wore white shoes today, oh, so you can kind no. of tell me however that's going. It's not as bad as I oh. thought it was going to be, but, dude, it's, not it's at the kick. point where, like, it's at the point where, like, it's getting way too muddy, yeah. and this is, like, the worst part about being in Michigan.
0: Yeah, back home, um, our driveway is strictly dirt, Yeah, so I went back there today. Um, briefly to go get some supplies for my house, and yeah, it was muddy. <laughs> it was not. I had to drive on the grass. It was so bad. So, but you know, rip to anybody out there that has dirt driveways. I feel for you right now, and it's not fun. I almost had to go to the car wash twice today. Did I go once? No, but I probably should have went twice. That's basically (laughs) how dirty my car is now. But uh, anyway, golf is what we're talking about, right? Golf, yeah. Uh, Men's side also finished really well. Uh, I believe overall we placed uh, in the top half, which is really good. Uh, I mean, we saw some great performances. Obviously, our boy Tom uh, finished 16th, and Shane Buffet, I think is how you pronounce it, Uh, he finished really well. I believe 8th place overall, the Tom Bulldog on the men's side as well, um, and as well as the rest of the lineup. So uh, really good to see from the men's side. Uh, I mean, a huge field. I think 13th is the official result there. I just found it on the page. Um, so really good top half. Really, really a good performance against some top tier competition early on, and really a lot to look forward to. I mean, especially now looking to be Glac champs two years in a row.
1: Yeah. Keep the hardware here. But that's the one thing too, like, especially since you see like so much time off and you know, when we talk to like Thomas and stuff and when you like go to like the simulators and all that, like it's super great to have those here, especially seeing like it's a little bit different, but you still are able to get a feel for the club face, and you're still able to get a feel for the ball, which is one thing that makes it just that much easier to do. Uh, when you, when you you know come off you know this off season, going to your first tournament of the year and stuff like that's one thing that like I think a lot of people when you see up north teams like go down south or up north uh, schools that like have golf teams more often than not they're a little bit rusty when they come off but you know when you're able to have those simulators and when you're able to have a facility that's you know as quality as ours there's not a lot of things that you can't really work on in the off season even if it is snowing outside even if it is you know in negative degrees outside that's one thing that you know We've heard from a lot of the golfers. That's one thing we've heard from this program is just like, that's why we have so much success is because even though we're up north school that has so much snow, when we go down south, we're still used to our clubs. We're still used to hitting the ball square on the face. And that's one thing too, that just is like, it just makes it that much better for when you have to go down south and especially getting ready for these tournaments that are coming up.
0: Yeah. Having the resources to compete against top tier teams is something huge. And I think, I mean, really with the cap coming in, I think our, our organization or community has finally realized like hey we have legitimate teams in this community and they should be com- they're competing at the top level without some of this stuff hey let's get the stuff that they need we need all the nutrition stuff we need the bigger weight rooms so they can we can get more athletes in throughout a day to train and weightlift and do all the things to make them the most successful as possible so I think that's really cool to see. And I mean the golf team's a great example of that. I mean, how are you gonna play golf in the snow? Yeah. Right? Let's play in a simulator, right? I will say though, I haven't played on one of those yet. I really want to, Joe. So maybe one of these days we're gonna have to hit up and we should hit some balls in the simulator. Mm-hmm. So I may shoot a
1: triple digit down.
0: number, but hey, it'll still be fun, you know? I'd be down, dude. Yeah, let's go for it. I know you'll crush me, but hey, I got I got some things to iron out.
1: I got some I got a solid drive. I can hit it pretty far. That was a terrible pun that just went unnoticed, but that's
0: okay. <laughs> oh, I hope the listeners got that one because I thought that one was pretty good. Anyway, good luck to the golf teams. I think they'll be in Saginaw this weekend, and obviously we'll mention that at the end of the report with all the scheduled sports coming up soon. Uh, softball was also in action over spring break, a loaded. it tournament of events uh lots of games played throughout march 5th through 9th um or march 11th i should say almost a full week of games i mean i i know we've had our tournament days joe but I mean that's a that's a long load to take over a week's worth of time, but I mean we did really well. I mean carding up four wins over the weekend against top tier, really top tier Southern teams, and even some regional opponents too. Got to play some other teams like Cedarville and Walsh that we have familiarity with. Um, but overall, really good to see. Um, really, I think the the thing what we're trying to um, turn it iron out. I, that's not going to work this time, but you know. Um, <laughs> Working oh, on the okay. consistency. Oh, you finally got it. Okay, I get it. I almost, it. I almost lost it. But uh, being able to iron out the consistency, I think, yeah. is really key for this team because we're seeing some great performances. I mean, we just really got the short end of the stick in a lot of these games because when we had those offensive breakthroughs with eight runs. The other team got ten, right? That was the yeah. turn, though especially over the March 10th games, eight, seven, ten, eight losses. Our offense came alive when, uh, and then we had West Virginia Wesleyan, where we didn't have it, but our defense played well, and it was four to three, right? Just yeah. just those little like getting those things flip flopped is perfect in that scenario, uh, and there, and really, it was just a, a tough thing to see some of those losses come in such a tight matter, especially that we were leading some of those games late, but. It's still March and it's really hard to prepare indoors. I can tell you that 100% um, throughout my high school days, training in through yeah. January, December indoors. It's really hard to do and translate it to the field. So it's going to take time and yeah. really it's going to be a long road
1: ahead until it gets to conferences. Well, like the tough thing too, like you look at it, like they have the rubber room. And if you've never been to the rubber room, it is a not very high ceilings and it is a rubber floor. Yeah. So, like when you're trying to work on your grounders and bad hops, no chance that you're going to be able to see what you see because it's going to skip rubber skips way different than turf and grass and you're not going to be able to work on fly balls and I mean you can work on like cutoffs and you can work on like some angles and stuff like that but you know the rub- the the facility that we have for that is like not super great and that's the tough not part. but it's not updated yet so like it's not the it's not the best thing to see especially when you know you you want to get out there and it's just, it's just coming to the point now we're starting to get warmer where they can get on the field again but it's like it's tough when you're in March and when you're in February and you're playing and then you go down, you know, south and you make these trips. It's not always the easiest because you're it's your first time really getting some of these actions. And I mean, it's like riding a bike. It's not hard to get back into the groove of things. But, you know, it might take a half of a game to get back into it, which is sometimes might be the deciding factor, you know, especially. I mean, batting is a little bit different because you can still hit and stuff. But just with those defensive abilities is a little bit. A little bit harder to get used to.
0: Yeah, and especially, I mean, you're taking grounders. I mean, a lot of the times you have to use an actual soft yeah. ball, which well, like the high bounces
1: on rubber, like they don't yeah, bounce the same as like it's that not second the bounce. It's hard.
0: Yeah, so there's there's a lot of things that are, are gonna are gonna translate over the more we get outdoors. So plenty of time for that. And I mean, obviously, with all the the spring teams now getting in their early competitions, we're not making championship predictions for them right now because mm-hmm. there's a lot of time to still get out there to develop tone the skills in before we get to tournament and come postseason competition. So there is time. And I mean, this this team's put together some good performances and uh, we're looking forward to seeing how they do upcoming this week. Almost did a GLIAC play and that's where the games mm-hmm. really begin. Doubleheaders that mean double of mm-hmm. exactly got what they two more weekends, represent.
1: Two more weekends. we got Finley upcoming and then we got Ashland and then we're heading to Saginaw and then we have like two more weeks of away games and then we're at Hosting Lewis at home, so that'll be fun. Hopefully, yep. we can go to that one, brand and Get a little bit of sport fix back into it. Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll play some softball too. We're getting a I am game Whoa. or I am team together. So <laughs> is this breaking maybe, news? Maybe, maybe we have to you know report on that a little bit too. But mm, interesting. I mean, we also do have postseason for basketball tonight.
0: Yeah, I haven't swung a bat in three years,
1: bro. It's just like riding a bike. It not? Not even, it's <laughs> just
0: like soft toss. That's what I feel like it is. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, okay. I'll admit in high school, I actually sucked against slow pitching because in the summers when I play travel ball, you see 80, 90s all summer. And then you go into high school and you're seeing maybe 75, 80. And that's a hard thing to adjust to. Yarr. It really is. I mean, I'd have to go up to the front of the box some games. It was rough. So... I guess riding a bicycle, I mean, it's, it's going to take a couple yeah, of days. You never had that problem. I'm just good. <laughs> yeah, Joe just hits bombs for days.
1: Nah, dude. Well I had a growth spurt to like college, so yeah. I could not hit bombs. I got on base every time, but I could not hit bombs so much.
0: I got to get your arm better, though, too. So. Yeah,
1: true. That's also one thing. I did possibly break my arm on Sunday skiing. So I about that.
0: Ouchy. That
1: was yeah. tough. Heavily, was... heavily in a sling right now, but.
0: Yeah, tough conditions over spring break. I know I still got out three times. Joe got out. A couple of times, so all we've learned is snow is much underrated, don't and go, sunshine
1: is overrated. Don't send off a jump after you went backcountry before you do the run once, and then go back and do it again. That's basically what I gotta know.
0: Fair, very fair. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is a it difficult. Was it double black or, or single black? It wasn't even a marked one. We just were like, oh, let's off, go down here, trailblazing. Okay, yeah, we're just makes... like, this isn't even hit. Yeah, like we can like how to run through here and go through the trees i was like all right go for it and then we were going down towards the end and then my friend hit it and he was fine because he didn't really hit it as fast as me but i was like i'm just gonna go for it and Send then i it. hit it and then i did not realize that it was a pretty steep landing zone and then i just over rotated kind of landed on my arm no elbow may or may not be broken or it's heavily uh hyper we'll see
0: Give you a big old Midwest oofta on that one. Yeah,
1: hate to Just see it. Hate to see it. However, on the bright side though, I think I'm getting my own skis pretty soon. So hey, maybe hey, maybe cool. if I get some skis it'll be a little bit better. Very, very cool. So Very cool.
0: Very cool. Anyway. Moving over now into tennis, the final sport in action over spring break. They did very well down in winter park at the tennis centers, as well as Orlando for a, f- a whole week's worth of action. Uh, the women did very well. They ended up splitting, um, two, two overall over the weekend, uh, against some tough teams, including one rank, St. Leo and uh, Texas Tyler as well, getting wins over Monona state and Mercyhurst were very big. Uh, those are also some really good programs. So, uh, Obviously, getting back to outdoor tennis takes some time, a lot slower of a game, a lot longer fatigue-wise, so definitely an adjustment there.
1: Especially when you go down the floor, it's like you got the sun on you, Like it's a lot warmer temperatures, you're not really used to it yet, so it's a little bit tougher, you know? yeah, It's not always the easiest thing to get back to. Yeah, it's really tough. It's not like riding a bicycle, it's more like... Seeing that I've never played tennis before, I can't really say anything, but I'm guessing it's probably not like riding bicycles. Yeah,
0: I have played tennis. I have played in Florida, but I can tell you it was not competitive. It was me and buddies renting rackets and saying, hey, what are we doing? That's respect. basically what it was. Yeah. One of us might have hit it over all the courts baseball style. I was going to say, yeah, that's yeah. usually what I
1: do. I just go baseball style and try to hit as hard as I can. Yeah. Might have been me. Might to say it. Uh yeah, have to pay for the ball or no? No, I went and found it. It just took like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it just took Well, a let second. me tell you what. It was a bomb job. Dude, that, that thing, thing went 400 those things at least. Fly. You ever had golf balls with those? Yes. Yeah. Dude, those things go crazy. <laughs> those things can soar. of
0: That's over the moon. But men's team also went 2-2. Two and two. Um, Big wins over Dallas Baptist and Mercyhurst as well. They also faced off against the tough St. Leo and Texas Tyler programs. Um, So really good performances from them. I mean, really getting outside seeing a lot of our players starting to get back into the swing of things outdoors and a lot of our, and I think the biggest thing was we had some good regional competition, uh, but this the, these Florida teams were a step up from that. And, I mean, especially in a different environment, it's spring break. Obviously, you're, you're going to enjoy yourself over the spring break as well, and being able to continue to play is a good thing. But it's an adjustment, right? It's not necessarily the same as being back here in Big Rapids and school schedules and weekend games and stuff like that. It's an adjustment. So uh, a lot of good things you can take from that, and I think it's going to be really fun to see this team continue to strive because they're looking really good. I know me and Joe got a chance to watch some of those matches and they're, they're looking really good um, indoors and we hope that translates over and outdoors and we can continue our reign as Gleak champs. They also put the new banners up. They look sweet. That's Just true. wanted to say that. That's true. They do look sick. They do look very sick, but Fanny's finishing out the Fair stage sports Record. a couple pro announcements here. Uh, first shout out to Bradley Merrick, CCHA, all rookie team for hockey. Congratulations Ooh. to him. Good honoree for him. The hometown hero gets his accolades. And we also had some football guys um, actually today on the 15th. It'll be um, yesterday as this episode is released. Uh, they ended up going to the pro day um, to play are to practice in front of um, scouts and i heard a lot of them did really well so that's good down in central and saginaw 10 dogs i believe in total um that are getting their shot to play potentially in the pros which is good to see because our program certainly has a history of providing professional football players and continuing that history and continuing that role of culture is great to see so really cool for that as well uh walt kelser all Midwest region first team um, for the basketball team. So a round of applause to Walt as well Yay. for that great performance. And I know there's a lot more. And you can find those on the Ferris State Bulldogs website. Oh, oh, one more, one more. Another pro dog. Liam McDougal signing with ECHL oh, yeah. and I Cincy. So one. he's going to be going to the pros. Nice round of Love applause for suit. Liam. So kudos to him. Uh, And if you want any more of that information, more follow Ferris State Athletics on social media or visit the website FerrisStateBulldogs.com. Well, all right, Joe, we're going to take a quick break because it's bracket time after this. We're going to need all the help we can get. Stay tuned. Are you looking for part time or full time work or a potential internship? Eagle Village could be the place for you. It is a great place to make the impact on the lives of youth and is a mission opportunity very close by to Ferris State University. I've worked there. It's a fantastic place. If you want to learn more, make sure to check out EagleVillage.org. Eagle Village, where potential source.
1: And we're back from our quick break. Had to fill out some brackets for this next segment coming up. As you know, March Madness is coming up. Conference tournaments have rounded up. A lot of guys are in. A lot of teams are ready to go. Some play-in games need to be played. I know Indiana's playing tonight, but buckle up because we got a quick little rundown for each of the games coming up. A short little analysis for each one. But we're going to try to make it pretty quick so that way we're not wasting the whole time or the rest of the show that we have on this. So we'll start with the West Region. One versus 16, Gonzaga versus Georgia State. I got Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah. Pretty simple. Don't think they're going to lose that one. Eight versus nine, Boise State and Memphis. Ooh, I like Boise State. I like their defense. I
0: think Memphis is I think that I think the flame for. I think the flame flails out. I think that they're gonna
1: start off very short. Same here. Plus Boise, they're the Broncos, and they used to be good at football. So hopefully that kind <laughs> of carries over. Great. Yukon versus New Mexico State, the five-seed Yukon, 12-seed. Our 12th seed, New Mexico State. I got New Mexico State in this one. Oh, I like the Huskies. I like the the way they play. I think this one is a very doable upset, and that's kind of what I'm looking for, uh, especially since you know I don't think I'll ever get all 100% right, so I don't think that million dollars is ever going to be mine. Uh, Next one, Arkansas versus Vermont. Arkansas the 4th seed, Vermont the 13th seed. I like Vermont.
0: I like this upset. Arkansas is shaky. I don't like the way that they I play put Arkansas, and they give up a lot of points.
1: I put Arkansas, but I very much can see if this one is going to be a very high scoring game. <laughs> it's got a possibility to be like Loyola uh, back in that opening round where there was the buzzer beater and that one was a crazy game. Hopefully we see a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of good
0: 12s and 13s in this yeah, tournament. This one one is pretty pretty sick. There's a lot of good upsets. It seems that like happen.
1: pretty chalk this year. Like Everything seems like pretty like set in stone, but there's a couple that really could uh, set some, set some uh, brackets on fire. Number six, Alabama and number 11th to play in Rutgers and Notre Dame I have Alabama right now but we'll see who if we can change it before the after this uh playing game I'm split. If Rutgers if Rutgers wins, makes it, I'm putting Rutgers. I'm putting Rutgers as if well. If Notre Dame makes it, I don't know.
0: Yes. I if Rutgers makes it, I like them because I think Jill Baker is a great shot maker and Alabama and they
1: beat and competed with way better teams than yeah. Alabama.
0: Alabama's gonna give up Rutgers
1: give Rutgers points. And yes. that's a problem.
0: Because Rutgers is a good defensive team. So now you're talking to track me. Mm-hmm. Rutgers could shut them down on the stretch and hit it at the free throw line. I like Rutgers if they win. But I'm assuming Notre Dame might win. That might be my prediction. So I'm going to go with Bama as of now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Texas Tech, Montana State. I like the Red Raiders.
1: Yeah. Three seed Texas Tech, 14 seed Montana State. Texas Tech is just, they're the runner, Red Raiders. New coach, still good defense. mm -hmm. Phenomenal. uh, That's one thing that's really going to play up. And I don't think Montana has really seen a defense like that so far this year. So that's going to be the big difference. Michigan State taking on uh, Steph Curry's alma mater, Davidson. I got State here. This one is a tough one. This one could switch back and forth. I'm sorry. I'm going with the Wildcats.
0: There's only Tyson Walker's hurt. A couple guys that are other banged up. And Davidson is one of the best teams shooting-wise in the entire country, not only at home, but on the road in neutral site. That could be scary if they get hot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Wildcats. I'll probably, I'm will i going to be rooting for the Spartans in this one, but I think Foster Lawyer might get his revenge in this mm-hmm. one.
1: In my other bracket, I have Davidson taking that one. And then closing out the West, number two, Duke versus Cal State. What is it? Cal State University Fullerton? Yeah, pretty much. I like Duke. Yeah, Whatever their name is, think, Duke. Yeah, Duke <laughs> doesn't really matter. Coach K's last year. He's going to make sure they go out fighting. Uh, you want to go to the East? Let's go to the East. Number one, Baylor versus Norfolk State. Give me
0: the Bears.
1: Come I don't on, man. Know, dude, this one t- could swing either way. Really? I'm just kidding. It's really? going to be Baylor. I have them winning this all the way. Spoiler alert, by the way. But <laughs> Wait, what? I have Baylor repeat. Oh, for We got different picks. I like where this is going. Yeah. Uh, Next one, North Carolina versus Marquette, the eight and nine. I got North Carolina. They're yeah. hot. I don't, Tar- think Heels I don't think you can. I don't think you can choose anybody but North Carolina for this
0: game. This is literally like North Carolina is one of the hottest teams in the entire tournament, and Marquette's almost one of the coldest teams. It yeah. looks
1: so North Carolina on paper. Don't be surprised though. March Madness for a reason. Oh yeah, anything could happen. Teams should get hot. St. Mary's versus Wyoming or Indiana University. <sighs> I have St. Mary's right now, but if in if Indiana makes it. It'll be a good game, but I'll still take St. Mary's over them.
0: Yeah, I I really like what Wyoming could do because they got some really good posts. But St. Mary's defense, dude, is legit. It's ridiculous. It's I like them a they lot held, more than some other Gonzaga teams. They held
1: Gonzaga down to like yeah, yeah shut to them down the really lowest. shut them down at home. Yeah, I like I That's like crazy. St. Mary's. I like St. Mary's. Me too. Uh, number four, UCLA versus the Akron Zips at thirteen. I got UCLA. UCLA. I don't think that there's any debate on that one. Number six, Texas versus eleven, Virginia Tech. I got Texas, but it's going to be a close one. I really think this is a really big potential
0: upset game. Virginia Tech just ran through the ACC. They're going to be one of the hottest teams. And this is going to be a great upset, and I think that it's too good on paper. So that's why my gut's tell me to go with Texas. I think Chris Beard will get Texas through the next round and at least bring that Texas Tech magic to break that Texas slump.
1: Mm -hmm. Number three, Boilermakers versus the Bulldogs of Yale. Yale. I got Purdue. It's such a smart team, but... (laughs) <laughs> not sure if that's going to gonna equate to some basketball <laughs> IQ, but I got Purdue. Boilermakers going to bowl. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Size disadvantage. Go Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Murray State. John Morant's not here anymore to give them a little bit of a kick, so we'll see what they do with that. They're going to be taking on San Francisco. I still got Murray State.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, KJ Williams, Tevin Brown, those two are legit, best scorers in the country. Give me Murray State.
1: For sure. And then closing out the East, Kentucky versus St. Peter's. Kentucky. Cal Perry, move on. Yep. I don't think anybody's got to really worry about that. Midwest or South? Pick it. We'll go South. Arizona versus some teams that got to play in. I don't really know <laughs> by this. Right uh, state, be, Bryant. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go Arizona.
0: Whoever wins, still Arizona. Go out yep. there. Arizona gets. has
1: a very good chance to. I have them going all the way to the national championship game, but then Baylor, I have them beating, or I have Baylor beating them. So <laughs> hopefully Arizona goes pretty far. Uh, Next game Seton Hall versus TCU. Eight nine seed. I, I like TCU. the Horned
0: Frogs. They like to play upset cards. They've I beaten think so Kansas. Too. They've beaten Texas Tech. They beat Texas. They beat LSU. I like them. They're going to be
1: pretty solid. Where is the South getting held again? I uh, can't remember off the top of my head. There's well, there's a we'll lot look of different into that, locations. We'll look into that in a second. But number five, Houston versus number twelve, UAB. I got Houston. Oh. I think they're looking for some revenge after Michigan. Kicked them out last year or two Ooh. years ago, three years ago, however long it was.
0: This is gonna be interesting because this is Houston's last chance, really, uh with their senior crew. I'm gonna I'm gonna might have to go upset in this one. Really? I do. I think Houston, I don't know if
1: that's a good idea, but
0: Houston hasn't hasn't played the best. And I really I mean, they haven't played well in some of these bigger games. I am slightly scared. So my gut Ooh. this is all gut one on this one. UAB. I like the Blazers. They are a little small, but they can shoot the
1: Rocks still. Mm-hmm. I like you. Nobody nobody really knows why we pick upsets in this one, especially uh, since it's March Madness. But anything can happen. We'll see. Hopefully it's a good game. This game and is probably going to end up like 50-50. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's gonna be a crazy. crazy, crazy low-scoring game. Illinois versus Chattanooga, 4-13. and I got the fighting Illini all day. Yeah, unfortunately,
0: yes. I would love to see the lionite go down early, but I think that they're going to move on.
1: I think I have them going all the way to the Sweet 16. All right. Actually, so we'll see what goes on with that. Colorado State versus our boys in blue, Michigan. Col-
0: Come on, man. Go blue. You me. It's go our blue time all
1: the way. 11th seed, Michigan though. So we do have the upset alert on lock. But you know, Colorado State just doesn't have that same. I think firepower and just that same you know conference uh, conference depth that the Big Ten does, and I think that's going to give Michigan the edge for this one.
0: Yeah, David Roddy's really good, and I think that uh, Colorado State's going to bring a lot of challenges. I mean, they're really they're really efficient, and that could be really good for them. But this is this is one of the better Michigan teams as far as being overlooked going into the tournament. We've been definitely yeah. put up on the high think, horse a yeah. lot of times, but this team is getting slept on, so might
1: be a little. Split I think we definitely got gifted. Uh, the eleventh seed, I will say that. Yeah, at least not I I, at least not a play in eleventh seed. I agree. We got but gifted. We're here anyways, and we're gonna upset Colorado State. Yes, so, we are. Next game, Tennessee, the third seed, versus Longwood, the fourteenth. We got Tennessee fighting Vols. Let's go! Oh my goodness, Volunteers have played incredible. They've just been the stretch. playing lights out basketball so Guards far. these have been playing really weeks.
0: well defensively.
1: They've been stout, sixty-two point eight opposing points per game. Give me the Volunteers. Oh, for sure. Ohio State versus Sister Jean and the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. In this bracket, I have Ohio State, but the other ones, I have Loyola Chicago.
0: Yeah, I really feel like this is a upset potential game because Ohio State is uh, missing some guys. I mean, Kyle Young's been out this year. Uh, Zed Key's banged up, mm-hmm. but I, Chris Holtman's done a, a fantastic job of figuring it out. And this loyal Chicago team, you know, loyal Chicago team is not the same team with Porter Moser. So I think yeah, that Ohio for State sure. moves on.
1: You know what I think right now. I'm just gonna quick switch to Loyola Chicago because yeah, I'm feeling for it. It a little bit. And plus right. I don't know if you have tic- I don't think you have TikTok, Brandon, nope. but there's a sportscaster I follow, Sammy Levitt, if you ever heard of him. He's the voice of the Loyola Ramblers uh basketball team and he said there's a lot of good guys to watch out for there. So I like it. Being Come a upside. follower of him, I think I gotta I gotta root for the Ramblers so I can hear his voice on the radio a couple more times. Closing out the South, Villanova versus Delaware, number two and fifteen. Uh, Could we see the faded two? Or 15 over two upset. We've seen it when Duke lost. Could it? Could this be the one? Uh-huh. I don't no. know. I just got a feeling that this one could be the one. No, if we do see one, <laughs> no. I don't really think so either. But I will
0: not die on that mountain. This is not Oral Roberts. If it's
1: gonna happen, I think it's gonna be this game. So we'll see what goes on. Okay. And then closing out the Midwest, uh, you know, the pride of the cornfields, Kansas. <laughs> Number one versus 16th, Texas Southern, or what is it, Texas TCC? I don't know what this uh is.
0: Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, I believe. Exactly. Uh, give me the Jayhawks, regardless who wins. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Jayhawks for no me No NBC well. this year. Yeah, no chance. Uh, San Diego State versus Creighton, eight and nine. I got San Diego State right now. Could change. I still got two days to finalize my bracket. So.
0: Sure. I think San Diego State, is it's going to be question of I mean, how they be able did, to play yeah, offense. Creighton
1: did come off the conference win yeah so
0: they're definitely the higher team but every time i trust creighton they lose so i'm gonna go to yeah. san Diego state and then
1: creighton is a team that i've noticed is just like the regular season powerhouse like just in their conference and they play really well regular season but i have in my lifetime i don't think they've made it past the round of 32 have they yeah i i I don't know i trusted them last year to go to sweet 16 and they they, they did on me not early. make it at so, all so that we'll didn't see work. what goes on with that <laughs> one the hawkeyes are going to be taking on these spiders of richmond making it back to the dance after a long uh hiatus from there i got iowa i don't think richmond's going to be able to live those big big hoop dreams but we'll see what goes on this one could be a pretty i mean richmond's playing pretty hot i mean especially since they won the conference tournament it's been a while since they've been here so i think they might be playing it out and Iowa has not really been showing what they have been able to do over these past couple years. Like They're not as good as, obviously, without Luca Garza. I mean, since he's graduated and stuff, he's moved on. It's a little bit different, but I don't know. I feel like this could be upset as well.
0: Yeah, this one I think is going to be interesting because Richmond is really not supposed to be here. This should have been Davidson and an auto bid, and then we'd probably see Texas A&M in the tournament, of course, but... I think that there's a lot that Richmond will bring to the table. Uh, I think that they're a really good team um, down low. So this is going to be an interesting matchup for Iowa, but I mean, Keegan Murray, that guard play has been fantastic, especially over the big 10 tournament. I'm going to roll over Iowa just for now. We'll see how long it lasts.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, like I said, two days to finalize the bracket. So if you want to, you can still change it up. Uh, Providence is going to be taken on South Dakota state at the four and 13 spot. I got Providence. Yeah. Providence. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna. I I don't know. Dude, they've played. really They've played really bad, but I feel like I already have too many upsets as it is. I it's.
1: I know kinda, that's the weird thing about filling out the bracket. She's like, man, I already have like three upsets in the opening I don't think we're gonna get blessed with that many.
0: Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really torn right now on what I wanted to do there because Providence played awful in that Big East tournament. I don't know. They're they're still a really good team. They're, man, that's a tough one. I think this is definitely the most debated. Uh, upset game because I mean San Diego State has a, is a thirty win thirteen seed, so that's very scary. But I really feel like um the their Providence I think is going to be a team that ours are going to want to slow the tempo down. They're going to want to play. They want to play exactly how they want to. They want to slow yeah. the pace down. Uh, this going to be a single. I think this one's going to come down to single digits, five ten point game for sure. Yeah. I'm going to
1: roll with the Friars, but don't be surprised the Jackrabbits pull it out. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. This one might be on upsell as well. Iowa State versus LSU. Absolutely. Give me the Cyclones. This is a really good 11 seed, and
0: they really have played well. They haven't put it together all, all the way yet, I would say, for 40 minutes. But I mean, they. What they better sh- time to do it than the end of the season? What better time to do it? But now in March, they're good if defensively. Not now,
1: then when? And they're efficient. So I really like the Cyclones. I'm right there in the same boat with you. Roll clones. We'll see what goes on there. Wisconsin versus Colgate. We've beaten Colgate in Hockey before for Fair State, so we'll see what they can do on the hardwood. But I got Wisconsin rolling them. Colgate is one of the best 14
0: seeds in... Austin. They can shoot. They, they can shoot. Incredible shooting team. And the only reason I'm taking Wisconsin is the game I know is at
1: Madison. And Wisconsin is also one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. So, well... I think hey, they're iffy. I think they're pretty hot. Like I they've, think they're iffy. they've been rolling. I'd say, yeah, like, they've been playing pretty solid. Yeah, I think they got to get Johnny Davis healthy. If they do, they'll be in good shape. Yeah, just got to keep Colgate away from that three point line, and they're going to be pretty solid. USC versus Miami. USC at the seven, Miami at the ten. Battle of the Coasts. Who's going to win?
0: Yeah, I like USC in this one. I think Miami's an intriguing upset pick, but I think USC is going to dominate inside. Miami's going to have to try to answer from with their guard play behind the arc. Not one of their
1: strengths, so I'm going to take USC. Yeah, I'm taking USC as well. Closing out the opening round of 64, Auburn versus Jacksonville State. Here I got on. Auburn. Give me the Tigers. Yep, Go. I think that's Tigers. I think that's pretty solid. So that's going to round out the round of 64. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of games that I'm really excited for, especially coming up. I mean, Indiana's playing. Got that playing game against Wyoming tonight. I'm definitely going to be watching that one. I got Indiana in that. So, but there's just a lot of games that I'm excited for. A lot of hypotheticals too, if teams can make it together. Like if Kansas has to play Iowa, if they can both reach the sweet 16, that one's going to be a sick game to watch. I mean, Baylor, whoever they have to play to get up to the final four, that's going to be sick to watch. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things going on, especially with this game or with these games that are just going to make me glued to the TV.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. And I know that. There's going to be some games that aren't going to go as expected and that we're going to get wrong inevitably. No, we're not going to be the 1 and 9, what is it, 1 one and 9.4, like, quatillion. Yes, I don't think anybody here is going to get a perfect bracket, but I think there's definitely going to be some games that aren't expected, and those are the kind of the ones I'm picking. I'm not anticipating UAB winning. I'm just solely picking because... It's the one that I don't like, I trust is not going to be an upset. And that's probably going to be the one that is. That's just the way March Madness is. Like, as a 12 seed, I would much rather see a team, probably like Wyoming or Indiana, beat St. Mary's as far as five seed or Richmond over Iowa because Big Ten, of course, you know, yeah, struggles in tournaments. Hopefully, we can turn that around, though. But I guess some notable things from each of our brackets. I know I'll start off with a bold take. I got Gonzaga falling in the Sweet 16 to uconn and the reason why i'm gonna go all in on the huskies this year i really think that they're an offs on awesome team Uh, they don't shoot as well but i don't think that's something that does like that's gonna really alter yourself in march because they're they can definitely get hot over a couple games and they start off the year red hot uh down low they're gonna real i think they're gonna wreck gonzaga down low a little bit i mean they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams and they don't foul that's a recipe for success to get inside against Gonzaga. And if they can, I know Gonzaga is going to really turn this into a track meet, but I mean, being able to contest, not get in foul trouble, give Gonzaga free chances at the strike. I think that could be a recipe for success. So that's probably my boldest, probably my boldest take on this is UConn over Gonzaga. Because of course, you know, I got to be different. I can't match what Joe Lenardi's doing or Andy Katz. So that's kind of my bold one. It's like, I'm going to throw that one out there. Just as a possibility, and I hope it goes right, and then everybody will come back at me and hire me as the
1: bracketologist for big-name network yeah, as the, insert as the here. Big guy as a big guy. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't really – here's, like, a lot of mine is, like, chalk, you know? Like, I don't really have a lot of, like, crazy upsets, like, double digits kind of making it to the next one. I think Iowa State is, like, the only one – and like Loyola Chicago but other than that I have them like going out of the first round. Yeah. I have Iowa so, State in the sweet 16 round. actually beating Wisconsin.
0: <coughs> bold. Bold. Yeah, I think that I don't think Johnny Davis is healthy yet. So I'm going to go on a limb with that one. But obviously I'm I, there's always that's what I'm trying to do it's like there's always one double digit seed that makes it to the sweet 16 or the elite 8 and I think the cl- the best 11 or 10 out of all of them is either going to be Davidson but I think the Duke Cinderella story might squash that one. I don't trust Michigan yet, Uh, and I I think maybe Indiana might be the one that I could maybe see getting to play Baylor, but I think Iowa State, I think, has the easiest road because LSU is... Depleted the team. They just got a new coach. There, they've been on the shambles all over the place. So I think that could be an easy win for them. They might even be the favorite in that yeah. game, to be honest. And then Wisconsin is a team that can show up one night and can't show up the other, in especially over this season. And the fact that they're not healthy with Johnny Davis still on the way back, them losing to Michigan State, they're going to be coming in cold. So that could be that could be a potential. They might get tired out from playing Colgate in a ninety to ninety game. So <laughs> it could be possible. But uh, final four. Joe, who do you have in your final four? Let's see.
1: Let's see only how got, we match. I only got one, one little. You could say outlier. I got Baylor and Duke in the uh on the meetings of the West and the East. I got Baylor winning that one. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then I got Arizona and Kansas in the other ones. So, yeah, pretty chalk. Almost all one seeds making it.
0: All right, there you go. I will say. I made almost a completely different bracket. There's one that I agree with you, and that's Arizona, and I think that they're going to be in destined for their own success, and they'll be the storyline of the year. Uh, I have Auburn making it strictly because Kansas still gives me nightmares, and I don't trust them still, <laughs> so I have them getting actually beat by Iowa in this round. But I think Iowa, I think Iowa might. They might flame out a little bit because they have a tendency to not string together streaks there. They, they break pretty fast. So even though they're one of the hottest teams, yeah. like the hottest team doesn't win every single year. Hence Illinois last year, right? How many people picked Illinois because they're the best team in basketball going in the tournament and how many rounds did they make it? Only two. So that, the mm-hmm. fact is that could definitely happen there. So I have Arizona and Auburn on one side. And then I have, I, this one is going to be interesting to me because I have UConn playing i man i got uconn playing duke actually no we have two then so i have uconn playing duke and duke playing kentucky i think that would be absolutely awesome for this national championship so i think that there we will see three two seeds and then a one seed And then we're going, so I'll have Kentucky on the other side. I think Kentucky might take out Duke. I think that that team, offensive rebounding and being able to make more out of possessions, I think is going to be huge. And they have a lot of good playmakers. Kansas does. They're fantastic on both sides. So I think that'll be fun. So I have Duke, Kentucky facing off strictly for the last dance for Coach K. And then I have Arizona playing Kentucky in the battle of the Wildcats. And I have Arizona to fill the first-year head coaching Cinderella story. I want it to happen, so I'll put it in writing and hope hey, it happens here on the show.
1: I respect it. I respect it a lot. I
0: really wanted Baylor to play Arizona, but this Baylor team's not the same. I think UCLA
1: was yeah. going to knock them out. <laughs> I don't know. There's a good chance. Uh, I even think like if North Carolina gets hot, that there's a chance. If they play like they I did think in the title game, I'm probably just going to... Wait a sec. I'm still debating. Honestly, like it's a very good chance that North Carolina could win uh, against Baylor, especially if they play like they did against yeah. Duke, uh, which was just a crazy game. But I don't know. That's the one thing I got to think about. I might change it. Honestly, I think I might toss North Carolina in there and then Purdue maybe in the in the final four. Probably. We'll see. Okay.
0: I think the Texas Tech-Duke game might determine the champion, honestly, because I would probably like Texas Tech if they played Kentucky. But if Duke plays Kentucky, I feel like Calipari has a trick up his sleeve for Coach K's team, and I don't think they're playing the best right now. Obviously, that could change by the final four, but I think Kentucky's in the driver's seat right now in their bracket for sure. They just got to take out Purdue. The size is concerned, concern, but I, Purdue doesn't make it every year. And that's where I just don't trust them. That's my thing. Is consistency really hurts in making mm-hmm. these brackets? Because I want Purdue to make it. I want Jay Nivey to be the story, but I just don't. I don't trust them at the moment. So, and Kentucky has that tournament pedigree. So I like where they're going.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm right there with you. So, uh,
0: anyway, final upsets to watch out of this bracket. Uh, I know we've named a couple of them already. I mean, I think the I think the number one that people are looking for. Um, definitely, as a viewer perspective, I gotta say is probably Davidson, Michigan State. Which I mean, the committee. Yeah, I mean, no regard for filter. Like they put this together for the storyline, and there is no arguing that they didn't because Davidson could easily be a nine a 100%. They would probably be maybe an even eight if they would have won the A-10 and not fumbled up to Richmond. So I think that you see Foster Lawyer, put like, I mean, that's going to be a fun game, seeing Foster Lawyer being able to play the Spartans. And I mean, I know I have them pick pulling off the upset. Obviously this bracket's different than in other brackets. Cause you know, we all make 20 because we want to try to get the, the, the million dollars. So, yeah. but I think that this, that game's going to probably be one, one of the most fun to watch. And even on the other side too, Ohio State Loyola. I mean, that could be a real fun fest
1: too. Yeah. That one's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah.
0: I think they're I think the, the nation's probably number one upset that you will see. And if you are looking for like, what's the most concrete upset on paper, I think that there's two, I think on one, especially in the six eleven, uh Virginia Tech, Texas is one of them. Virginia Tech's one of the hottest teams um, coming out of the ACC, so I think that it's going to be one where Texas strictly has just been up and down all year long. Will that change? We don't know. Uh, and I think even you look at across on the other side, I think that there could be a legitimate argument that, I mean, Colgate could beat Wisconsin. It's going to be hard in Madison, but... Johnny Davis isn't healthy and they play like they did against Michigan State. Colgate, can, f- he can fill it, man. I I mean, obviously we said that about this team last year, but I mean, that's got to be a redemption, right? They can't they can't shoot the ball as poorly as they did last year. And even they pull a little bit of a comeback. So I think that one could be another one uh, as well. But I know, Joe, you like that. You like the Jackrabbits potentially over the Friars in that 13-4 spot as well.
1: That is true. I do have Providence over this one, but I think I put South Dakota on, I think, one of my other brackets as well. Uh, But I think I'll keep Providence here. But that one has just, you know, I just got a gut feeling. You know, it's just a little rumbling in my tummy. Yeah, yeah, of course. But what's a
0: game? uh, This is this is one interesting one. What's a game that you hope does not like what is the one Cinderella team that you want to get potentially into the final four like a double digit outlier obviously it can't be Michigan cuz obviously we're going to be rooting we for are. them but which team uh, double digit could you say make the final four just for kicks and giggles
1: just like make it like cool or whatever
0: yeah i mean just you could just
1: throw a toss in <clears throat> the wind basically the one that i think could like i think new mexico state is one that jumps out at first but virginia tech too i think could do it as well i think so those two
0: okay yeah i think i would love to see Indiana run the table from the first four. And that's been something that we've seen. UCLA literally did it last year. And obviously, us Michigan fans know how that felt. So I hated it. It was terrible. We should have won that game. going to stop crying. I'm fine. Uh, but that's one I, could, I would love to see. I'd also love to see uh, a team potentially like Colgate be able to get there. I mean, obviously, it'd be hard as a 14 seed. But then you look at their potential road. I think the Midwest bracket uh, that, or excuse me, that region is the worst region. Personally, I really don't like, I don't like that region at all because uh, I think John uh, John Rothstein from uh, CBS um, he quoted it as the uh, the region of vulnerability. I think that literally hits the dart in the bullseye for this Kansas inconsistent in tournaments. You got a team like Auburn who's been up, but now they're fading downward going into this tournament. You got Wisconsin coming off of a loss; they're banged up. Providence just got blown out in a conference championship game. The hottest team's Iowa, and that's a five seed. And there's a lot of people that are going to be picking Iowa to get out of this region, and that's honestly probably a pretty good pick for how they're playing. But a lot of these teams are inconsistent, so that region is definitely going to be one to watch because that one could get chaos. We might see a double-digit come out of that one just based off of how teams have been playing up to this point because top seeds have been playing awful in this region. It's weird. They put them literally all together, but it just makes it harder for us. That's all.
1: Yeah, true. I know that's the one thing uh, whenever you look at it, just like the way the seating works is always weird because you think that they do like, you know, the top 25 is kind of set up the way it is. But like, it's always weird to see like how like planned games get cho- playing games get chosen and those lower seats get chosen as well, especially when you get to like the 13, 14, 15 spots and like 16, like what kind of constitutes that? But it's always interesting.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fun month of March Madness. Can I, I, I cannot wait right now. Obviously, we'll be following our brackets to see who wins out of out of the two of us. I mean, I don't know. I like my bracket, but I think Joe's also, Joe also has a great bracket as Thank well. Thank you. So, we're going to have a lot of fun. I know we got a lot of friendly wagers going on around campus in the sports communication department on whose bracket's going to win. Uh, let us know who you think will win. I think that we... I hope at least one of us wins out of the whole sports Com pool because they're. There's a lot of great minds in that group, and I think there's going to be a lot of good brackets. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Yeah, so that's going to be it for March Madness. Obviously, we'll be covering more of that on our next show coming up on Thursday as well after the first uh, four games have been played. But one other news that stole the entire day by storm. And how do we give in March Madness after Selection Sunday and just a small... Slay the goat Walsh is back. Bomb. Tom Brady's back again. Unretired.
1: Bro, what? <laughs> I knew I knew it was gonna happen too. I literally I think we even talked about this, Brandon, off air. Like Unreal. I knew he was not gonna retire at that point. Like he was definitely like saying it or whatever. Cause I think when to be honest, I think here's what happened. He saw like there was a report that came out that he was gonna retire. And he was like, you know, I don't I'm on the fence. Maybe this is a sign for me to retire. And then he did. And then he's like, man, I don't like this. I'm coming back. <laughs> like, he spent one month with Giselle and the kids, and he realized he had to, like, go take him to school and stuff. He's like, yo, I'm going back oh to God. training camp. I'll be back in a little bit or something. He's literally like, that's, I knew he wanted to play for longer than that. Like, I knew, like, it just didn't seem like the right time. And I think the only way Brady's going to leave is if he's got to go out on a stretcher or if he's winning a Super Bowl. Like, that's the only way that I think he's going to head out.
0: Yeah, and I noticed uh, one thing uh, Field Yates tweeted um, that has his uh, year-by-year results over, like, since 2010. Every year has been lost, Super Bowl, lost, Super Bowl, lost, Super Bowl. And what did he end up last year with?
1: A Super Bowl. loss. Or oh, wait. A loss. Two years ago.
0: Two years ago was a Super Bowl. Last year was a loss. So then this year could be?
1: Super Bowl.
0: Based off of that pattern, I think he might have saw that tweet and said, you know... It sounds pretty good to get another one, you know. I might have to come why back as well,
1: one more time. I mean I'm gonna wh- go for eight. Why he would he not? not? He threw as many touchdowns as he is old. That's just like a ridiculous performance of what his age is at right now. And I think that's the one thing is like a lot of people are like, No, nah, he's done. Tom Brady's a competitor. He's not gonna he's only gonna stop playing until somebody forced him not to. Yeah. And it's not gonna I think Giselle is trying to force him to stop on this one, <laughs> but he's not stopping until, like, Belichick or, like, Goodell just stops him from playing or something like that. Did not succeed. Yeah, maybe when he,
0: like, turns, like, 50 and realizes, like, he can't run anymore without, like, hurting himself, maybe, he'll yeah. retire, but... Tom Brady's a competitive guy. I mean, it doesn't matter. And I think, like, there was a lot of memes put up about, obviously, why you're retired. It's like, ah, oh, you can't take out the trash every day. You saw the PTA conferences and said, no, sir. Like, it's just harder to not be a professional athlete. And I think that's something that goes overlooked as far as how many how many years you spend in the well, game. Well, that's what I'm
1: saying. It's like he, and how hard he grew is up with it. it. He was in college, and he's been in the league for 20 years. It's like, once you get to that point, it's like, you stop, and it. it's like, wow, like, I literally have so much free time mm-hmm. and like he can retire any day he really wants to. But I think it's just like, especially when you get to that point is like, it happens in, you know, when you're a high school athlete, when you're a college athlete, when you get to pro, it's like you have a sort, I want not say depression, but also just like you just feel bad or whatever, or it just feels weird to not be a part of like a sport anymore.
0: Yeah. I th- I think it's, yeah, I, I really like the points you just made. And I feel that, there's gonna be a lot of speculation to come on when when necessarily when the right time is to retire because i think that obviously andrew whitworth is the perfect explanation for that i mean yeah win a super bowl
1: yeah it's definitely time now
0: yeah it's time and i think tom just wasn't it was just unsettling you know and i think that you're you're so used to winning i think we'll know it's hard to know when you have to put it up because you think I've done it when I'm forty, I'm forty years old. I can still do it and I can keep going. And I'm really, you're right. I think it's gotta take, you know, a, a drastic injury or a final sunset ride like Peyton Manning had to really realize, yep, I think it's satisfied now, which is crazy because when you have seven Super Bowl rings and countless awards and MVPs, it's like, yeah, I'm not ready to retire yet. I haven't earned enough
1: what yeah Yeah. this guy's different i don't think it yeah it's not like he hasn't earned enough it's just like i think it'll come to a point where we will all know that it's the right time for him to retire yeah i think it's like one of those things where like it happened with Peyton manning like when he won the super bowl it's like all right yeah he's retiring like we know like he was kind of prolonging a little bit he's he's gonna he's gonna retire it's the same thing that happened with uh Shoot, what was his name? Uh, I'm just totally blanking on his name now. I can't remember. But anyways, regardless, it's going to happen with Tom Brady. We're going to know it's going to be the right time. So,
0: Yeah, and now the debate we can have is, was Tom Brady actually going to not retire? And then the media made him.
1: True. That
0: is a legitimate thing because look how many times that they pushed it. And, I mean, we're, we're having speculations out here. I mean, we had Dylan on the show and being able to go through those conspiracy theories I mean, when that gets overwhelming, is that almost something that you do just to just to make sure that, you know, like the the media is still within game? Because I think if they would have got that, I mean, obviously them now him coming back kind of makes you kind of get a punch in the face, you know, because now you're like, oh, yeah, you guys aren't ready for this. Like, you don't control me. Like, this is kind of almost a punch back to them after that whole scenario of, he's retiring no he's not he hasn't signed he hasn't said anything no he told me and now it's just a whole war fest within the journalism ranks and now time all we've learned is athletes control the sports world especially in media and tom brady's on retirement shows that more than ever for sure so it's gonna be fun but there's also the I don't know if you saw the video when he went and watched uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh and they had that conversation on on the pitch after the game and there was the mouth of uh you finished he Cristiano like, said and then he, he gave shook a his questionable a face bit, like it was like he, was, he was that done. the moment that he said that he decided after sitting in the stands like I can't do this I got to come back whatever it is the goat is back and he's hungry i guess for more don't know how you need much more but He is, so Tom's going to be back, and he's going to have a loaded field. I mean, Russell Wilson is a Bronco. Deshaun Watson potentially back in the game, a loaded AFC West division. Aaron Rodgers returning in teams, building up young core like ever to try to duplicate the Bengals. Gonna be a fun NFL season. It's gonna for be sure. fun. So gonna be great. But thank you guys so much. Tuning in once again on this special episode. Obviously, we appreciate your support. Don't forget to subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to our show. Make sure you interact with the polls on all of our, our all of our social media and platforms because we love to hear your guys' imp- hear your guys' feedback and make our show the best we can for you. I know Joe likes reading them.
1: I do. He does like reading them. I do like reading them. It's true. So give us some.
0: (laughs) (laughs) some. Anyway, I made
1: this super awkward.
0: I apologize. But anyway, until next time.
1: Take care, everybody.